Hello and good morning, everybody. It's Hangouts and Headlines, December 13th, 2022. I'm sorry for being a few minutes late this morning. I don't know if any of you have had this experience. I suspect you have, but we've got an illness kind of flying through Hogue House, uh, and we're trying to make sure uh, that uh, it stays away from me uh, for the most part, but it, uh, it may or may not be succeeding. Either way, I am apologetic for being a little bit late. We're going to have a fun show today. We're going to do our best. It might be a little bit lower. It might be what we call NPR energy level today, but we're still going to have some fun. We're still going to have some hangouts and headlines. And I think we've got a really interesting story here for you that is, of course, near and dear to my heart. I work with a lot of indie developers. I work with publishers. I work with software licenses and distribution licenses and everything in between. Uh, and so... All we have is two articles from Eurogamer on this, uh, but we've got a case where, honestly, for all the world to me, uh, it looks like the developer has bitten off a little bit more than they can chew with the publisher, but we can't see those underlying licenses. We're going to talk about what that means and why. We're also going to talk about this person's game uh, because the game looks cute. The game looks cool. We always like to tell folks about cute and cool looking games. Uh, but outside of that, this might be a little bit of a shorter one. Uh, I, I do have a, a lot to do today, uh, and we're looking at potentially doing a, a Microsoft video. I know very surprising for virtual legality, uh, and that might be live, uh, depending on how I'm feeling later in the day. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, for right now, how are all of you doing? Are you doing better than Hoghouse? Are you uh, ready to have uh, an enjoyable Tuesday? Looking forward to some hangouts and some headlines. <laughs> Uh, Jacob says, I Googled it right before this started. Outbound Ghost says that the, dev the devs released the game early, the publisher. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that, and we're going to get to contract breach. We're going to come making accusations on YouTube. I don't know when video gaming companies started just having people make accusations with YouTube videos that are, like, sitting at a desk or in front of a wallpapered wall, uh, but it's been a kind of weird year for that, uh, certainly at least with respect to Bayonetta a couple of months ago. And now with this particular deal. So it's just very interesting to see and to analyze both from a video game perspective. And I, I said yesterday, I think as Microsoft kind of takes over virtual reality a little bit, we're going to be doing a few more video game related hangouts and headlines uh, because I had been keeping those pretty separate. Um, and I might return that to that separateness. I might talk to you all about whether or not this makes sense to do more video game stuff here in this space as well. Uh, but for right now, I'm just going to find headlines, as I always have, uh, that I find interesting, and we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about how they're reported, what they mean substantively, and what chat thinks about them as well. It's all a big part of the process, working with the community at the whole time. Uh, I back this on Kickstarter, says Stashdunt. I told him to reach out to you, the, the developer. I, I haven't gotten reached out to, but that's uh, that would be interesting to have that conversation, certainly. It is a very difficult thing to look at headlines like what we've got here and truly analyze what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, but uh, we can take a look at how these two sides have presented themselves uh, and see what we can see. Good afternoon from the UK, says Smiling Owl. I like that notion, Smiling Owl. Is that cute or is that creepy? I don't, I don't know. How does one smile with a beak? Either way, thank you so much. Good morning and good afternoon to you as well, Smiling Owl. The morning, says the Heathers. Good morning. Maybe she's not committing to it being a, a good morning, just a morning, which I think we can all agree to in general. It is most definitely a morning. <laughs> uh, Anne Catherine says, hopefully Hogue House will feel better soon. 
Uh, honestly, I think the school uh, is having people uh, just out. Uh, we were we were told that there were just uh, dozens of people out in every classroom uh, yesterday. So it's just that kind of year. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll work through it. It's just it's just a matter of trying to make sure that somebody, uh, preferably an adult, <laughs> is functional. Uh, in the house, and then all of the the ladies of Hogue House get worried if I'm the last man standing, because uh, they they just don't have faith uh, that I can uh, you know make food or take care of them. And I tell them I I have DoorDash, but th- this is not the the exciting thing that they w- want to hear uh, on a day like today. So we'll see. I may have a little bit of something, uh, but uh, honestly, and I think uh, parents know this feeling. You're not allowed sometimes. If everybody else does, and certainly uh, Mrs. Hoaglaw is the is the centerpiece of Hogue House, makes this all work, and uh, she might be down for the count today. So we're going to work through it together, folks, uh, but it's going to be a good one, I promise. I promise. Uh, Emily says, good morning, everyone. In the middle of the night, my cat got his collar stuck in the platform. His food dish sits on. He has a breakaway collar, so he's fine physically, but now he's afraid to eat. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that has to be kind of scary. To experience, I've, I've never worn a cat collar myself, but I can't imagine it was a fun time to get trapped in God. At least the cat is okay. Uh, so thank you for sharing with us, Emily. Uh, amazing Meta, I completely appreciate your hangouts and headlines. My mom passed away this year and the holidays are kicking my butt. I bet. I bet. I am sorry, Amazing Meta. I am so happy to be here. Uh, you know, that's part of the reason we do the show is to have the community, have people that we can chat with and we can have reasonable minds can differ and have an enjoyable conversation at least in a digital space with folks that we're not going to tear down or have ad hominem attacks uh, against and talk about interesting topics or at least talk about topics if you're not interested in whatever I select that day Uh, but I think that's part of the fun so thank you and I'm very sorry the holidays are kicking your butt I can certainly imagine we're glad that you're here uh, and we're glad that uh, we can all have this conversation together Dragon's Angel says good morning from Oregon we got Corey to 101,000 subscribers so this is something that I completely missed uh, yesterday, uh, I, I got a DM, uh, a message from Alita Legal Bites, who is the first to inform me of this I, early in the morning uh, yesterday, uh, and I just got waylaid with everything else. But apparently there was a, a, a individual, I, I, I want to say it's a child, and I'm, I'm really sorry about this. I really did miss all of this, uh, that is in palliative care, uh, not looking good, and they had a wish to have 100,000 subscribers, and I believe that they passed it within a day. And I think I saw Alita doing it, Ian, Rob, Emily. Um, I want to say others. I think I saw other corners of YouTube uh, also helping uh, this individual out, uh, and uh, I think that's great. I, I am I am sorry I couldn't be a part of it, uh, but that is fantastic. Thanks for letting us know, Dragon's Angel. And, and I think... Uh, some of them stayed up overnight uh, looking at these things, trying to get it to 100,000. So uh, more power to all of my colleagues. Uh, it just wasn't in the cards for me. Uh, so I think that that's, uh, I think that that's awesome. Uh, Twisted Tragedy, Crack in the Box, Kid in the End of Life Care, right? So this is who we, who we were just talking about. Has hit 100,000 th- subs thanks to this community. Purple Heart, Black Heart, His Dream is a Silver Play Button. Hopefully YouTube will send it quickly. Uh, yeah, that is always the thing, right? Well, I could tell you they sent... They, they were sending them quickly over the summer. Uh, I got mine quickly. So hopefully they get his even even quicker. Uh, but thanks for the update. Uh, and yeah, if, if you participated in that in this community, uh, I think that is absolutely awesome. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I, I basically missed the details and the drive and everything else. And that's, 
that's the nature of just trying to work on things as quickly as you can. I, I did see after the show on Hangouts yesterday uh, that someone had asked me to talk about it. And uh, yeah, I just I didn't even see it or, or didn't even think about it. So that's on me. Uh, but I'm very glad that he got there. I'm very glad that uh, folks like you were all able to help. Um, we've got people talking about how to help uh, the cat that is not eating. We've got people talking about this a little bit behind the scenes. Mike asks a Microsoft question. If the case gets appealed to the Court of Appeals, would the Court of Appeals evaluate the merits of the case? And if they rule against the FTC, would that be the end of it, assuming the Supreme Court won't hear the case? So the Federal Trade Commission's fact findings will get some deference at the Court of Appeals level. If the Court of Appeals holds against the Federal Trade Commission, Microsoft would win. And it's unlikely, it's always unlikely, uh, that the Supreme Court will take up your case. Uh, it's not impossible, but it is always unlikely. So the loser at that court of appeals level is very likely the winner, uh, or, or the the loser at that court of appeals uh, level is very likely the true loser, uh, and then whoever wins can can move on with their day. Uh, but never say never. Who knows? The deal has already taken so many twists and turns. It might wind up at the Supreme Court, and uh, then we'd be covering it for something like four years. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if we can make people sick of it. I did get a comment overnight that was something along the lines of, uh, you just cover Microsoft and, and uh, Activision now. Uh, you know, what happened to this channel? It's like, well, this is the biggest deal in the history of gaming. Uh, it has new news come out every single day. Uh, and so I'm going to cover it. I'm going to complete that coverage. And then we'll get back to talking about whatever. But we do do hangouts and headlines. We do talk about other stuff. So hopefully that is a good enough bit of variety for everybody. You might have seen yesterday, uh, we're we're messing around with putting up shorts, uh, which I think uh, Chinchilla of Evidence, who's uh, who's the editor there, who is doing a fantastic job of uh, getting me out of just doing videos like this and, and doing different clips and, and shorts of those kinds of things, uh, put together a rapid fire 60 second me answering questions on one of the live streams uh, for Microsoft and Act uh, Activision. Uh, and I think it just turned out great. So check that out if you haven't. Uh, let YouTube know. I, get, I think I think there's a like button on shorts. Let, let YouTube know that uh, it's good content. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be more Microsoft than Activision. I, it'll slow down a little bit when they're in confidential evidentiary pre-hearings. I promise. I think. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're going to cover it because it's it's exactly what I love to cover. Uh, it's it's an antitrust action on the biggest deal in the industry that I favor. Yeah, this channel is going to be covering that a lot. Sorry. <laughs> Simon Brandy, I've just seen a headline that Xbox offered Call of Duty to Sony on PlayStation Plus, a concession I didn't think was possible. Thoughts? Keep up the great work. Nope. I, I thought that was the Rubicon as well. I thought that was a bridge too far. Whatever other metaphor you want that involves battles, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that Game Pass was what they were really trying to focus their Call of Duty value on and by offering it to a competing service that is minimized or at least mitigated. And that's a surprise to me. Now, it's also surprised me that that was a part of the original 10-year offer. And as a part of that offer, Sony doesn't appear to have accepted it or doesn't even appear to have discussed it much uh, on this uh, on this score. They don't, don't appear to have come to the negotiating table on this topic. And isn't that interesting? Uh, so that might be one of the things we talk about today. If we do get that video up, it would be talking about that. It would be talking about the market participant A statement 
to the CMA in the UK, and then just taking questions. A lot of people have different thoughts on this stuff. A lot of people have things they want clarified. And if I can help, I will certainly try. A lot of people are weaponizing this channel and what we say here in various degrees on either side, uh, which I suppose is a good thing in terms of you know, you know my credibility. Uh, but it's not a great thing uh, on the internet when you see people kind of take your words and maybe misunderstand them a little bit, maybe misconstrue them a little bit, or just blatantly lie about what you said in order to try to win a point. Uh, nice to be authoritative, I guess, but you know, it's it's an interesting thing to see kind of metabolize across the internet. Uh, thank you so much, Simon, for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Akaruki Hogue, sounding so tired today. <laughs> I, I'm doing my best, Akaruki. Uh, it's one of those things where it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, but uh, I appreciate it. We're going to we're gonna have some fun here. Uh, we're going to keep it low so I can get the energy to go through everything, uh, but that's just going to be the way it is today. I'll be yelling about things no in no time. I, I'm not worried. Uh, Barney Cat, oh, Rick, you can never have enough followers. I, I, I appreciate that. We're, we're, we're having fun. We crossed 110,000 subscribers here. We've got a lot of folks uh, that uh, seem to enjoy this content, so that's nice. Delirium is trying to send me back to bed. <laughs> no nope i got a lot of stuff to do today uh but uh, i appreciate it i appreciate it christopher says good morning really enjoy your videos watching you while i am baking at work hopefully in a baking related field uh but hey maybe not maybe just doing some side baking while you are uh, an accountant or something <laughs> mz hope you and hug family feel better soon cloverleaf emoji it's that time of year. Stay warm and well. We're going to make it through it. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just that kind of morning. It's just that kind of morning. Did you download High on Life? Yes. Did I play High on Life? No. I, Folks, this is probably no surprise to you uh, if you've been in this channel or, or, or in this community for a while. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, raunch humor or shock humor or stupid humor. Uh, and so in my experience, uh, Justin Roiland likes those things. Uh, now, Rick and Morty has some interesting ideas, and I tend to like it when they kind of spin off on those sci-fi ideas. But in between all of that is pure stupidity a lot. Uh, and High on Life looks like it's going to be worse than some of the other output that he has had. Uh, and so we'll see. I have downloaded it. Of course, I've downloaded it. It's on Game Pass at no additional cost, right? That's what a lot of this lawsuit is about. Uh, but I'm unlikely to play it very much. I think Crisis Core comes out today. Uh, the Witcher 3 Ultimate Edition or whatever they wound up calling the next-gen upgrade, I think comes out today. It might come out later this week. I haven't checked those dates. Uh, and so there are things that are, are vastly more significant to me in the grand scheme of video gaming uh, than High on Life. But if you enjoy it, go nuts. Humor is so subjective. I don't like his humor. Okay, you might love it. Uh, and so check that out as well. Jacob says, I woke up to many people on Twitter, people that follow me even saying that PlayStation 1 and Microsoft lost and took the L only because Microsoft offered Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. I don't see why it's an L. In my opinion, it's a W. Well, I mean, I think if you're looking at this from a negotiation perspective, um, Jim Ryan going out there with statements and Sony accelerating this path towards asking for the deal to be shut down uh, is a kind of negotiation tactic, and I think it's, I think it's probably pretty fair to say that Microsoft offering ten years and availability on PlayStation Plus 
is the reasonable outside outcome of what you could expect on the Sony side. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that they had a successful negotiation by being effectively in Calcitrant, looking at this issue and saying, nope, we're not going to negotiate anything and we're going to call you out on everything. And if they want it, this deal is there for them due to that negotiation style. If they want to try to scuttle the deal entirely, uh, they've got that going as well. So I think they're going to try the latter. I, I can't help but think that Sony is uh, winning what it wants out of this out of this process so far. And that's interesting in and of itself. I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as a loss for consumers or anything like that, uh, but a win for Sony, yes. And if you are personally invested in the success of one giant international mega corporation over the other, well, okay. <laughs> I could I could see uh, looking at it that way. I don't think that's a great way to look at these kinds of transactions or to operate on Twitter, but that's just me. That is just me. Riff, looking at data privacy across jurisdictions, this makes for a good distraction. Bring on Microsoft, I say. I'm wishing your family a rapid recovery. Thank you, Riff. Data privacy across jurisdictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, that is a ball of wax. <laughs> so good luck to you. Uh, I know how difficult that is. And it's only going to get more difficult, uh, especially as the United States states start to change their data privacy laws. All of them are going to be a little bit different. Uh, and then you're going to have all of these other jurisdictions, even outside GDPR and things like that, doing their own thing. So Godspeed to you. I love surveys of laws. That is tough work. Uh, and often po folks don't get enough credit for it. <laughs> Uh, RJH00, what the heck? PS Plus was part of the deal and Sony said no. Are they insane or what? Technically, they haven't said anything. Microsoft offered to have it on PlayStation Plus. What planet are we living on? Well, understand, just like we've talked about behind the scenes on numbers with like Game Pass, it's not going to go on PlayStation Plus for free. They're not just going to give Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 or whatever the next iteration is going to be to PlayStation and say, yeah, put it on PlayStation Plus and don't worry about it. Uh, and so they're they're going to have to charge for it. Generally speaking, they're going to charge by downloads or usage or both or whatever that's going to look like for a contract with their rival. And let's be frank, what does that bill look like for Sony in that space? And to have it on PlayStation Plus, which is what they said they needed access to, right? That was part of what they said to the CMA. What does that cost Sony? Not just in cost directly for Game Pass or, or for PlayStation Plus. What does it cost them in the loss of revenues? for selling the game, right? So they're both trying to box each other into these various spaces, but it is very interesting that Microsoft offered the thing that PlayStation said that they wanted in the most recent CMA statement outside of scuttling the deal. Ardo asks, Hogue, how many years have you been doing this? Corey got past it in a day, so my advice, do pirate stuff. You know what? I think Corey has a better story than me. Uh, so I am not going to begrudge them. Uh, they're, they're hundred thousand, uh, subscribers in a day. I think that is sweet. Honestly, you know, Corey's got a great story. Rob went over a hundred thousand in like a week. I think that's fantastic. How long have I been doing this? We passed our fourth anniversary. Uh, so you know what? We're just plugging away, having a good time here on this channel. We're proud of what this is right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're slower than our colleagues over here, but that's okay. That's okay. I like to think we've just got great people slowly growing uh, and that greatness continues in the community 
uh, and and with these episodes, hopefully, I get better. I get better. Neofan123 says, hey, Hogue, do you think Sony is hoping to stop the deal or delay the deal until they have a good competitor for Call of Duty on another picking up? Oh, oh, you are another picking up Crisis Core today. It came out today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Crisis Core is downloaded. It's on my PlayStation. If I get any time to play it, who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that they're definitely trying to stop it. Item one, uh, delay it. Item two, extend the contract. Item three. Uh, and then, yeah, is that so that they can compete? Sure. But it's also just so that they can get the most out of uh, this deal that they aren't spending $70 billion for, right? They aren't buying Activision. And if they can get the bulk of the benefits without spending $70 billion, well, then they're a winner. We'll see. <laughs> Delirium says, we love you too, Hogue. I love Chad. I love this community. I love this channel we're building. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, this Sarah says, you know, CMA is actually always Country Music Association. My brain is always so confused. I think Country Music Awards a lot, right? So I think Country Music Awards a lot. And then I have to remind myself it's the Competition and Markets Authority. Sorry. Yeah. Pixel says I'm a good egg. I always appreciate hearing that. Uh, thank you so much, Pixels. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, we're actually caught up on chat here. So let's let's go to this story because we, we've got a very interesting story. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a fun one. Uh, it's not going to have as much detail as we often have in this space because, frankly, we just don't have that much detail. But I like talking about these things. So, so here's the outbound ghost. And you can see uh, here, this is the Nintendo Switch page, which is one of the ones that's going to come up the most. It is a, a Paper Mario type game. It's got this 2D graphical animation. It's got uh, this RPGification, exploring places. What else do we have here? Yeah, it, it's got a Paper Mario vibe. But but you're a little ghost. As it describes, it says, it's an adventure RPG about helping ghosts ascend to the afterlife. The town of Outbound is quite literally a ghost town, a home to troubled spooks with unresolved earthly issues condemning them to an eternity, haunting their old <clears throat> haunts. Battle the past, gain new abilities, solve puzzles, and uncover the mysteries of Outbound to help its unliving residents find peace, freeing them from the shackles of their ghostly limbo. Sounds cool. Honestly, this is the kind of game that I would pick up. Um, but, but the creator of the game has different thoughts. So as of December 1st, here's Digirati. Here's the publisher of the game, not the developer, not the creator. It says, if you're looking to pick up Outbound Ghosts on Nintendo Switch today, please be aware that the game is awaiting an update. Once through the additional languages will be added. Hopefully it won't be much longer, but we'll give you more news when we can. So the full languages weren't in. The performance was uh, a little bit rough, as we'll see reported here. The headline is Indie Dev suggests players don't buy his game as the relationship with their publisher has dissolved. Now, this headline is interesting in and of itself because I don't know that it accurately communicates what's happening here. Uh, and I don't know that that's a fault of Eurogamer or, or the headline writers because the indie developer uses the phrase dissolved and, and really means like he believes the license to the publisher uh, is, is dead and buried. Uh, and if you haven't watched my series on a publishing agreement, you should check it out. I did it on the Raw Fury publishing agreement. I want to say a year, year and a half back. And I went through every section about how a kind of typical publishing agreement looks. Uh, and in that uh, in that series, you talk about term and termination and breach and covenants and reps and warranties and what a publisher does. And a publisher can do a whole host of things. Very often, a publisher helps fund 
the creation of some kind of property, and then they get the rights to distribute it and, and take a cut out of those various things uh, and generally get their money back, take a little royalty on the top after they do uh, and, and move on. But it is a contractual commitment. And so effectively what this particular uh, person is saying uh, is the main reason is that my relationship with the game's publisher has been dissolved uh, in terms of you not buying the game. And if we continue on a little bit here, I think we can a little here. They refuse to hand back control of the relevant pages and are profiting from the situation. Uh, well, that is going to be an interesting claim because what that is suggesting in video form in front of you know the drapes, as I said, uh, is that this agreement that you would have entered into, which is I'm going to make a game, you're going to pay for a portion of it, you're going to pay for marketing, you're going to do whatever it is that this particular publishing agreement is going to do, uh, and then... Uh, you're going to get the rights to do that. He wants to say you've breached them in some fashion that has upset him. And the agreement is dead. Now, that's not that's that's not actually how you terminate an agreement, generally speaking. You, you know, you send a letter. Uh, you say you're terminating. You try to pull back this stuff. But if there is a problem at the publishing level, this is a problem for any developers all the time. Because in general, you've given access to your game you've given them control of what he refers to later on in his video as the store pages right this is when you look at something like we looked at at the top of this this is a store page this is a description this is going to be controlled generally by the publisher he says i can't control it i can't pull it down so what he says is you shouldn't buy the game because he's unhappy with it so let's let's talk about this <laughs> don says you never finished the raw fury series nine out of ten vids You know, it was on my notebook for a while to do the 10th video. And essentially what happened, maybe I should add a note on one of them, is that I had wanted to do a summary with an individual from Raw Fury. And I had worked that out somewhat. We had kind of floated it. And it didn't work out for them. They decided they didn't you know, want to trust a random YouTube channel on this stuff, even though they were promoting the stuff that I was doing. Uh, and that's totally fine. It's totally fine with me. And it, we've, we've had good conversations on social media and elsewhere on it. But without that, I just didn't think a summary video was necessary. I didn't know. I, I didn't have anything specifically more to say. Uh, and so that's one of those where I, it is functionally complete. It just talks about a 10th video that doesn't exist. Uh, so I appreciate it, Don. And I appreciate the crying kind of laughing emoji. Uh, but that's that's basically what I came to as a conclusion was hmm, it's finished. Uh, I just uh, I just didn't have anything more to say that wouldn't have been repetitious of what I'd already said. And the one thing I always try to have as my guiding star here on this channel is I always want to provide value. I don't want to waste your time. Your mileage may vary on that. I still get comments that are like, you talk a lot. Can you shorten this? It's like, no, they're complicated issues. There's nuance, but I appreciate it. It's not going to be for everybody. Nothing is for everybody. And we do long form content here, but I love this super chat, Don. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you called me out <laughs> on that. So let's read this article because the, the real trick here is, is it dissolved? Is it a terminated kind of relationship? Can you just declare it as a developer? No. Uh, and what does that mean on the publishing side? So the developer of the Outbound Ghost has asked players not to buy his game following a falling out with his publisher, which is in and of itself a kind of party foul, right? The publisher is going to make their money back by selling your game. Uh, and if you as the developer just turn around and say, don't buy this game that the publisher is putting out, well, that's not going to look great to the publisher. Maybe you have every reason in the world. Uh, but 
even if you do, this is the kind of thing that you probably want to take care of behind closed doors, figuring this out on a business level rather than making a YouTube video that, that talks about the situation. Conrad Grindheim, lead developer on the Outbound Ghost, took to YouTube to state that his relationship with his publisher, Digirati, had dissolved and wanted the publisher to return the publishing rights to him, stating that the indie title is not up to the quality standards of the games that I create and that you expect of me. He asked fans to avoid the game and said he was taking legal action to protect our company, our name, our reputation, and consumers' rights. It's a little bit hard to see how that's going to happen from the developer side, but that's okay. This is clearly somebody that's upset with this relationship and has taken to the public to talk about it. Now, in terms of the games that I expect of, of Mr. Conrad here, if you go and you look at his game site, I have never heard of any of them. Now, that's just me. Doesn't mean that these aren't popular. He apparently has made two prior games on Steam, one called Loot Box Life uh, and one called Gearbox. Uh, the latter is a puzzle game, and the first appears to be what he describes as a Metroidvania, which is going to be like a 2D adventure exploration game. Haven't heard of him before. I am sure, as an indie dev that appears to be mostly running things themselves, that that reputation is very, very important to you, and I can understand that. Uh, but this kind of public battling is not something I would ever recommend to anyone. The past few weeks have been incredibly stressful due to many factors, but the main reason is that my relationship with the game's publisher has been dissolved. My priority will always be to do right by fans of the games. Now, has been dissolved, and we've seen this in the past, right? Very recently, in Elon Musk versus Twitter, you can have a disagreement about whether a contract has been terminated or not. Publisher Digirati initially published a statement in early December acknowledging issues with the Switch version and saying hopefully a patch won't be much longer. Three days later, it told its Twitter followers that it was aware of performance issues on Switch and said a patch would be coming out in the coming week. So again, you can understand if you're a developer and you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into something like this, that if the publisher released a version on the Switch, which doesn't sound like the version that he made, right? So he makes a game on Steam, and then it would it sounds to me from the outside, we're speculating now, that the publisher took porting uh, control and said, we'll, we'll put it on different systems for you. And it didn't work out on the Switch as he would have hoped. Statement regarding the Switch version from Digirati says, we're aware of those performance issues. The patch we all hope would be available on day one is still in approval with Nintendo and should be released in the coming week. So they didn't quite handle the release process on the Switch perfectly. Does that mean that the contract is terminated, that it's in breach and you get to pull all your publishing rights back? Almost certainly not. Uh, but I'm not reading the license here, and you can tell that this is someone that's upset and thinks that they may have more rights under the license than they likely do. I can't promise you that they don't have a, hey, this kind of thing results in a complete loss of rights, but when a publisher spends money, chances are that's not a terminable offense for having a, a slightly messy launch there. Uh, hopefully a patch won't be much longer. The Outbound Ghost's own Twitter account said it was incredibly disappointed in the game's performance on console and prompted players to stick to Steam, as the Steam version is the one that I have approved. So not only are they going out with YouTube videos, they're also going out with tweets and social media posts from the name of the game's Twitter site saying, hey, this is a problem. A few days later, Digirati published another statement on Twitter saying that in addition to the day one patch that was available for the PlayStation versions, an additional update went live on Tuesday, 6 December. So about a week ago. The patch for the Switch version is still in review with Nintendo. <laughs> and you can see...
the publisher is is throwing some shade here at the, the review process, but is expected within the next seven days. We'll provide further information on this as soon as we can, inviting users still experiencing issues to get in touch. Gujarati has released over 50 different titles on console, and I have to ha tell you folks, this was not a publisher I was familiar with, and launches with situations such as this are the exception. We firmly, uh, we remain firmly committed to making further improvements to the outbound ghosts as quickly as we can. Thanks for your patience. Following this update, Grindheim posted their statement to YouTube on 8 December, prompting Gujarati to respond with a video of its own. This is not how business should be done, right? That's not legal advice. This is just practical advice. This is airing of dirty laundry in public. Some of what you say is probably right. Some of what you say is probably wrong. Both directions, and you're adding emotionality, and you're getting covered in Eurogamer. Now, the cynic would say, this is telling folks about the existence of a game called the Outbound Ghost more than it might have otherwise. And maybe that improves sales on this particular topic. I don't recommend it as a marketing strategy, but a lot more folks probably know the name the Outbound Ghost than they would have without this. The game has also been removed from sale on Steam, presumably by Digirati, after Grindheim allegedly vandalized their own game's store page. So he's not supposed to have control over the store pages. That's what he claims in his video. And then apparently there are some issues with the Steam page. So he, he must have retained control over Steam. It appears that he's primarily a PC game maker uh, again and, and, ported, uh, and ports were given over to the publisher in particularity. This individual is the CEO of Digirati and then is adding on a little bit extra, says, I want to clarify some of the recent activities surrounding the outbound ghost, said Sarah Alfieri, owner of Digirati and widow of the company's recently deceased founder, Nick. We've remained largely silent over the last few days as we've been blindsided by the sudden negativity from Conrad, the game's developer. Until literally hours before the console launch, we had enjoyed a cooperative and mutually pleasant working relationship with Conrad. And we saw no indication of any dissatisfaction on his part. The statement adds that the publisher provided Grindheim with substantial funds to develop his passion project. And in exchange, he licensed the full rights to us to distribute the game. This statement from the developer entirely checks out with how a normal publishing agreement is going to look. They're going to give money to get this thing done. That person's going to get the thing done. They're going to work on having a game that is available. And then they're going to go get their money back from selling the game. So getting to the end point, getting to the point where they would make their money back and then saying, I want all my IP rights back and I'm dissolving this relationship is uh, a little bit wrongheaded, right? At, this is the point in time where even if you had a major issue with a publisher, they're going to defend it the most. They've given money. They haven't gotten money. Uh, and at least on outward appearances, they're doing their best to correct things. Is this the proper way to launch a game? It doesn't look like it. I haven't played the outbound ghost. If it has performance issues that are correctable and there was a patch that was set forth, you do that before uh, the, the release date and you have it ready on day one at minimum. That didn't happen here. Uh, and so I don't think everything is working perfectly at Digirati, but it also doesn't mean that the deal is dead. Unfortunately, he has now wrongly told us he is terminating our contract, even going so far as attempting to use the tragic and sudden death of my husband as grounds for termination. Now, I don't know if he did that. It's not mentioned in his video. It, there's undoubtedly communication happening behind the scenes on this. And this is a play uh, for um, emotional sympathy uh, on the publisher's part. Is it deserved? Again, we can't say because we don't see those communications. But I always am cautious when you have people playing for sympathy on a business deal. In addition, Conrad has unlawfully tampered with the Steam page and has attempted to take down the console versions as well, which sounds to me like 
at least according to Digerati, he contacted the Switch folks or the PlayStation folks uh, and, and said, hey, the publisher's acting crazy. Give me my store page back. And unfortunately for both of those platforms, this is a story that happens often enough that they're like, no, we're going to need more than that. This isn't fair to us, and it isn't fair to you. Our goal is to support the outbound ghost and has always been to support our developers. We are actively trying to make improvements and release patches and have been met with repeated attempts to sabotage our efforts and sully our name. Despite all of this, we still hope to come to a resolution and work together to continue supporting the outbound ghost with its lead developer by our side. And we want to provide you, the consumer, with the best possible version of the game that you deserve. There's been no further update from either party at the time of the writing. This is actually out of date because there has been an update. That's the end of the article. And after that, the Eurogamer folks follow up with publisher files lawsuit. What does that lawsuit entail? First, they summarize what we just talked about. Now the publisher, Digirati, has filed a lawsuit against Conradical for false statements and willful breach of contract. It's not seeking money at this time, but requests the developer performance obligations to ensure that the game is a success. They're not looking for damages. They're just looking at a court to say, no, this deal is still alive. We still have the IP rights we need and enjoin him from doing things to start to keep hurting the sales of the game. Statement shared with Eurogamer from Digerati says, while it is absolutely not something we wanted to do, we have been forced into a position that requires us to protect our rights under the licensing agreement with Conradical. We remain hopeful that we will still be able to resolve the issue amicably and will be able to cooperate on the continued improvements of the performance of the outbound ghosts. However, we simply cannot sit by and be dragged through the mud in a public forum, nor can we allow our contractual rights to be trampled without exerting some form of remedy. And again, I this this checks out to me as a gut reaction from 30,000 feet is that when I say it's not the right way to handle things, it's not the right way to handle things, right? You don't have a terminated contract. You can go and try to claim a terminated contract and you can have that conversation behind closed doors. You don't bring in kind of public and reputational damage. Uh, and if you don't, then you can have this conversation, even angrily, on conference calls and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, and if you do that, if you put that YouTube video up, if you make these choices, uh, and I think they are seemingly emotionally driven, and I understand that. I understand that from an artist's perspective. Uh, you get into these kinds of situations. In the lawsuit, we are asking the court to order Conradical to performance obligations under the licensing agreement. So on Conradical's side, uh, as the developer, they would be the most responsible for actually helping fix things uh, on at least the Steam side of the game, uh, and if not, the ports as well. We just don't know whether they were working directly on the ports or not. We are not seeking money at this time because we want to return to the path where the outbound ghost would be successful. Given the sudden change in the nature of our relationship with Conrad, as well as other information we have received, and this is kind of, you know, a party foul as well. well what are you talking about? We have a reasonable suspicion that forces outside of either party have interfe interfered to sow division between us from the developer side. What? What? <laughs> you you think that nefarious forces have come in? Presumably, you're you're suggesting that a publisher that is against you is trying to snipe your your developer here. This is an area in need of addressing. We look forward to the potential of reclaiming a positive relationship with Conradical, always done with lawsuits, once they can accept and acknowledge that we have not done them wrong. As Digerati has repeatedly stated in private, Digerati is ready, willing, and able to work with Conradical to ensure the success of the outbound ghost and Conradical as a continuing partner. We hope that the need for legal interventions is short-lived 
and this matter can be settled immediately. The statement also addresses timing of the Switch patch, which remains with Nintendo for release timing and should be applied in the next few days. Each and every one of the consumers who have purchased the game, either digital or physical, should rest assured that performance issues will be corrected as found. This is not a normal situation for us either, and it has also been as unsettling from our side as it has for those sitting across from us. So trying to engender goodwill here and say, yeah, we're on the same side as one another. In this particular situation, I don't know that we can tell the truth here. I can tell you that at least from a PR perspective, not asking for damages, just asking for a court to say, yes, enforce this contract really as a kind of shot across the bow to the developer to say, look, the, the court's going to side with us. Let's not go through this. Let's not pay lawyers to actually have this fight. Let's get back to the actual negotiating table. And then suggesting that some other probably publisher is getting in the way of this particular situation or someone else uh, that isn't related to gaming at all, potentially, and trying to restore this relationship all sounds good from a public relations perspective on the side of Didrati. Are they doing wrong? I can't tell. They're accused of doing wrong by this particular guy, uh, but every way that they've comported themselves in these two articles is relatively normal. I wouldn't have recommended them to do this as a for instance, uh, but once you have a video leveled at you, it's not the most unusual thing to try to use that form to, to fight back. I wouldn't recommend it, uh, but there we are. And what do you think of all this? Uh, what do you think of you know talking about my, my dead husband as part of this argument? What do you think about actually initiating a lawsuit very quickly following this video being made against you? Have you tried the outbound ghost? What do you think of the game? I don't know. It looks like Paper Mario. I like Paper Mario. I like those kinds of games. Um, what do you think? That's all we've got today. <laughs> it's a very short kind of talk here in headlines, uh, but I think that turns out to be a good thing uh, after all with the with the state of play here. Um, what do you think of this? How are you doing? I see Rob is running around here. Rob says, I don't own a single gaming system, but all this gaming talk has me wanting a Nintendo Switch. Maybe it's nostalgia thinking back to Game Boy. Anyways, awake early, relatively, and sending support. Rob, you're the best. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the super chat. If I could make a recommendation, I really do think Nintendo is going to have a new system pretty soon, next 12 months. Uh, so hold out for that, probably. See if that happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love my Nintendo Switch. A lot of good games over there. Uh, I love all my systems. People don't believe me, but I, but I have all the systems. I, I love them all. They all do different things. Well, uh, and uh, I really do appreciate it, Rob. It's good to see you here. Uh, I'm glad you're up early. Mrs. Hoglaw says you would love playing it with your nieces. Mrs. Hoglaw is always selling video games. You know, actually, I had never even seen a video game before I started dating uh, Mrs. Hoglaw, and uh, she just really convinced me. What's the opposite of true, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark says, nice one. Really interesting. Waiting for the Witcher update in the UK. Yep. Witcher is getting updated today. Witcher 3, one of, if not the uh, best game of all time. Switch is nostalgia. Sure. It's for those people that are remembering the Wii U days because every Wii U game was brought over to the Switch. Almost. Where's my Star Fox Zero Switch? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Jacob, thoughts on that? Some that was downloading the Forspoken demo was saw a 25 cent price tag on the demo easily found on Twitter. I don't know what that tweet means or, or what that chat means. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hogue really wants to start uh, trying to sleeping on the couch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Lynn says, hey, Hogue, you know that most of the world doesn't get shame for taking a sick day. It's not about shame. It's about at this level. I have enough energy to do this. I have enough energy to work. I have enough energy to do the many things that are on my list today. I just don't. I just don't have enough energy to sound awesome doing it. So we're we're gonna work through this together. I don't I don't feel shamed. I just like hanging out. I like doing headlines. I like doing this morning show. So I appreciate it. I know my voice is a wreck. I know my energy level isn't where it usually is, but I enjoy having these conversations. Uh, and so that's why I do it. That's why I do it. But I think we are gonna finish the episode here at about the 45 minute mark. I really appreciate everybody that just dropped in. <laughs> Uh, that Sarah says what I was going to say. That sounded a bit fantastical. Oh, not, not even close, not even close. I believe when I started dating my wife, I introduced her to crash bandicoot, uh, and things like that. Uh, and, uh, I was, I was definitely the, uh, the, uh, starter of that particular hobby, even, even for her. And she doesn't play much, but she does enjoy a few games. Uh, she loves two point hospital. She loves two point campus. Uh, she loves a game right now that I think is still in early access called Potion Craft, uh, where you go and you collect reagents and you make potions for people in your medieval town. Uh, so, no, it's definitely me. Definitely me. Remember, we established yesterday that Hogue really likes working, but isn't a workaholic. I see you, Nighthawk. I see you. <laughs> oh my goodness uh stephanie says i feel you hug i have a really bad cold i sound like a chain smoker i don't smoke never have i have next week off and i need to work this week i don't have a fever i'm not sick i just feel bad yeah i don't know if i'm sick i i the, the house is sick which means you do have this kind of uh placebo effect of like oh my gosh am i getting anything for any scratch or itch or anything uh and so i don't know if i'm sick I do know that I'm, uh, you know, a little weary, but I did do like 16 videos in the last eight days or something along those lines. So I could have done that to myself. Uh, either way, hey, you know what? Tomorrow's weekend Wednesday. Everybody knows I don't work on weekend Wednesday, right? Uh, so we won't have a hangouts and headlines tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do with virtual legality. I had planned to potentially do a live today. Uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. We'll see. We'll see. If I do anything in virtual reality, I'm trying to unify that time to about 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, so you can check in on that. You can pop into the to the channel and, and see if that happens. I also, like I said, have just a fantastic editor in Chinchilla of Evidence doing awesome work. Um, and they're going to be able to get me uh, some funny clips and some things that we might put up on the channel on days that I, I can't do it for, for other reasons. Uh, and I think that'll really add to, I think that'll really add to the channel and the content. So, you know, let us know on those with comments or comments to this video or elsewise, whether you like that stuff, how we could change it. I got a lot of comments about the, the short that we put up yesterday that we need to take down the music a touch. I think that's a great note. We will do that, um, on future videos, but, uh, yeah, all of that helps. Uh, because I don't know what I'm doing, right? We're just we're just figuring this out together, uh, building a YouTube channel based on video gaming, technology, business, and the law. Uh, and so any comments that you have are always, always, always appreciated. <laughs> Jane says, morning, Hogue. Very cold morning. So it was lazy and stayed in bed. I think that's the best. Do that. Hang out. Get headlines. Stay in bed. It's great stuff. Ms. Hoglaw wants me to tell you <clears throat> that she somewhat enjoys playing the game New Pokemon Snap. She has a love of photography. 
She's a love of Pokemon. She likes Nintendo. And I have to say, the new Pokemon Snap, which released last year, is a fantastic game. They put a ton of stuff in there. We got a lot of votes for Potion Craft. Potion Craft is fun and cute. Potion Craft is awesome. That's very true. They're playing it all the time. Against the Tide says, I'm disappointed that I didn't wake up with knowledge of everything. Or does that mean I am now the answer to everything? I think that, sound, that sounds like something to meditate on, realistically. Yeah, I can't give the answers to everything, but nor am I the answer to everything. Hmm. Hmm. Totally Jersey says, short show means I can go be a part of the replay crew for the streams I missed yesterday. Hope you all feel better very soon, Hogue fam. And yeah, you, there will be an, a, a video that was pretty long that I taped last night that will also be going up pretty soon, I think, on a channel. I don't control the distribution of the things I record for other folks. <laughs> MZP, I, was, I sounded too sincere when I suggested that Mrs. Hogue brought me into the world of video games. No, no. If you look at my background and my stories, I was I was playing like in television when I was six. My family was deeply into electronics and video games. I was just joking. <laughs> uh, Riff says, the day I get to listen to a live, we're down to 45 minutes. Laughing emoji. Par for the course this week. Feel better, Hogue household. I hope it was an enjoyable 45 minutes. We're almost at 50 now. Uh, and uh, I am sorry for that. She would love Little Witch in the Woods. It's early access on Steam. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Not a gamer, says Proxy Loxy, but my sons were. The only game I played was Spyro. Spyro the Dragon, not some other Spyro. Spyro the Dragon is awesome. Uh, and I highly recommend the uh, the remakes that were put out a couple of years back. They, they, they bring it up into modern graphics, and it's still awesome. Law and Lumber, Rob, says the last video game I played with any enthusiasm was Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. Well, yeah, if you're going to pick one of the best games of all time, yeah, you're going to have some enthusiasm there. All right, I'll have you over, Rob. We'll go over, well, if you're talking about Ocarina as your last real impact point, we have about 50, 60, maybe 100 games to introduce you to between then and now, uh, all of which are worth your time. And we'll get you back there. We'll get you back there. You can teach me how to golf. It'll be great. <laughs> Calista says the CMA is totally going to come out with something tomorrow. Everybody comes out with things every day. Uh, we just have to pick and choose what we can handle, what we can make videos on. Drink some tea and honey, please. Not, not my, not my ice. Like I said, the house is down. Nobody made tea this morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nicholas says height of gaming, Half Life Two. I will die on that hill. I mean, I prefer games with endings. I'm just having fun with you, Nicholas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Half-Life 2 is a good game. Half-Life 2 is a little dystopian for my taste, uh, but that's just a matter of subjective uh, desire to be in these various worlds. Mrs. Hogwarts says, yes, new Pokemon Snap is great. She's just thinking about new Pokemon Snap right now. I might leave this video and it will be on, uh, on the Nintendo Switch. She just loves new Pokemon Snap. If I could have one game remastered, it would be Kirby's Air Ride, hands down. I like the deep cut. Poor kitty. I like the deep cut. I don't know how we got it talking about video games here, but it's fun. I think the last game I played was Pitfall. Hate those crocodiles. Uh, okay, not really, but Mario Brothers really was the last one I played with any interest. I love it, Midnight Yell. I love it. Law and Lumber asks the real question, what would be funnier, me trying to play video games and failing or teaching Hogue to golf? The last time I even attempted to play golf, Rob, was probably about the same time you were playing Ocarina of Time. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, we'd have to make a video series about this interaction. 
you know, Rob and Rick teach each other games. <laughs> Calissa says, so you can order tea from somewhere, get the household tea too. Calissa, you didn't have to do that. Thank you so much for the support. That's a very generous super chat. Um, we will we'll, we will order some tea uh, on uh, on your request, uh, but it is uh, it is very generous. It's very sweet of you. Thank you so much. Uh, I want Battletoads remastered. Uh, there is a new Battletoads. I don't much care for the art style, but there's a new Battletoads. Uh, it's it's not the old one, so it's not remastered, but it also isn't quite as evil as the old Battletoads used to be. Both both is good. Both please. You want that? You want the golfing games, golfing video games. Robin Rick, Rick falls over trying to hit a ball. Uh, I, I think I, I think I quit golf when I was a kid, when I lost like an entire sleeve of golf balls in the woods. I think that's what happened, if I recall correctly. But, um, yeah, I know my my buddies were uh, learned golf basically because they were caddies. At like the local club. Uh, and I was always envious of that particular job because they always, at least for like high schoolers, they always made like huge amounts of money. And it's like, wow, I should, I should, I should do that. And yet I didn't. It's a very good story. Very impactful for everyone. Uh, the video of cuts between Rob gaming and Hope golfing with yakety sacks in the background. That's right. We'll teach Rob how to play a Soulsborne game. We'll, we'll get Rob up to speed on Elden Ring. We'll see how he does, and Rob will try to get me up to speed on swinging a stick successfully uh, against a tiny golf ball. Uh, I, it, you know what? I think that's content, Rob. I think that's golden. We'll, we'll make a series out of it. <laughs> uh, and then the final update here on Corey. He's got 104,000 uh, this morning. I'm sure that will continue throughout the day. Again, uh, folks, it was just it just wasn't in the cards for me yesterday, but I'm very glad to see the community and everybody else doing that kind of thing <clears throat> in this space. All right. Since my voice is already giving out, 55 minutes was about what I could do. Rob, you're the best. Chat, you're better than Rob. Uh, and I'm so happy to see you. No hangouts and headlines on Weekend Wednesday. I will be doing things on the channel periodically if you see something at 3 p.m., uh, come check us out, uh, whether it's live or whether it's live in chat. I'm trying to unify those times so that I can be available in chat. Otherwise, have a great Tuesday, whether you're playing Crisis Core, Witcher 3, or this game that Rob calls golf. Have a great one, and I will see you on the next episode here on the channel. Thank you, Calista, again for the tea money, and I will be back. <laughs> see you, everyone.